Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the season has come to an end. We'll talk about some offseason awards that were handed out on Monday, plus players signed to futures and reserve deals, and we'll have the latest from the Raiders locker room. Close out the show with your calls and texts. It's all coming up on Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, January 10th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the Lockdown Raider Podcast free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. My man Ari's been doing a fantastic job. We definitely appreciate everyone who's checked out the show for one minute or 20 minutes. It doesn't matter. Whatever the case may be, we definitely appreciate you subscribing to the show and also checking it out. You can find Ari on Twitter at Ari Produces. Of course, you can find me on Twitter as well at your boy Q. Two five four. Today's edition of the Lockdown Raiders podcast presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to hundred dollars with promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com. Promo code locked on. Got a lot to get to on today's show. Very excited about it. And I know this offseason is going to be a whole lot of fun. And it was busy. And I, I say fun in a busy type of way, right? I mean, you, you don't want to have an offseason where it's boring, where there's nothing to talk about. There'll be plenty to talk about. So that's where I say it's going to be fun. There's a lot of uncertainty going into the Raiders offseason. But still, it's going to be a lot to cover. There'll be a lot of content here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. Excited about that. On Monday, I talked about the Raiders opponents in 2023. And I was a little unsure myself wasn't 100% as a matter of fact of exactly who was going to be playing the Raiders I had most of the teams but I had a question about the Steelers or the 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 Browns so here it is I got it official now like a referee's whistle all the home games for the Raiders in 2023 of course the division games the Broncos Chiefs and Chargers but out of division the Packers the Vikings the Patriots the Giants the Jets and the Steelers those are all fantastic games those are all games that one I expect a lot of the uh, away team fans to be there but those are games that are all man a real deal the Packers the Vikings the Patriots the Giants Jets they're even on the come up and of course the Steelers they travel well that's going to be some games right there in uh, Allegiant Stadium in 2023 don't know the order don't know when they're going to be played but those are some games that'll be played at Allegiant Stadium as far as away games of course you got the the uh, the conference games the division games with the Broncos Chiefs and Chargers but you also have the Bills the Bears the Lions, the Colts, and the Dolphins. So I look at the Bills. That's a hell of a game. The Bears, who knows what they'll be looking like. They got the number one overall pick right now. The Lions, they're obviously a lot better. The Colts, who knows? Maybe Derek Carr is the quarterback there. We don't know. And then the Dolphins, they got a lot of firepower. So, man, the Raiders have some tough teams in 2023. Of course, you know, we could talk about them right now, but teams are never the same from what they are one year to the other. So we'll look at it right now and say, man, that's a gauntlet for a schedule. And then maybe something will happen and some teams won't be as good as they are. Maybe some teams will be better than they were uh, this past year. So uh, they've got some teams on their schedule in 2023. Those are the home away ones. Uh, on Monday, talked a lot about Josh Jacobs and the fact that he won the rushing title. That was fantastic. We got an opportunity to talk to him on Monday at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Uh, after Josh McDaniels talked, we got about 45 minutes to an hour inside the Raiders locker room. And there was only about a handful of guys, but Josh Jacobs was one of them. And Josh Jacobs is always one of them. He's been one of them all year long, regardless if it was win or lose. Josh Jacobs has been that guy. For, for that, 
he won the Craig Long Award. I'm sure you're saying, what is the Craig Long Award? Well, it's chosen by a select group of local media. I was included in that. Facilitated by the Raiders Media Relations. The Craig Long Award is presented annually to the player who best exemplifies professionalism and collaboration with the media at large. That has been Josh Jacobs to a T. Does not matter if the game has been a bad game, if they lost at the last minute. Uh, you know he's aired his frustrations after the Pittsburgh Steelers loss on Christmas Eve. Uh, he's just been that guy. And there's a lot of times when guys don't want to talk to media, but he still makes at least a few minutes for us to do that. Even on Saturday, uh, the final game of the season, following the emotional game going on with his pops and the uh, emergency uh, heart surgery that his dad had to have, he was still giving us a few minutes and gave us some really good quality minutes in the Raiders locker room. So on uh, on Monday, he was the recipient of the Craig Long Award. He had no idea. Paul Gutierrez from ESPN, he's kind of the... He's kind of our go-between. You know, he's the media leader, and, uh, you know, he talks to the Raiders as a whole. So he actually presented Josh Jacobs with the Craig Long Award, and here's what Paul had to say to Josh. And you'll hear Josh's reaction, which I thought was really cool. Check it out. Chosen by a select group of local media and facilitated by the Raiders Media Relations Department, the Craig Long Award is presented annually to the player who best exemplifies professionalism and collaboration with the <laughs> collaboration with the media at large. So you're following the footsteps of C. Wood, of Darren Waller, Max Crosby. So on behalf of the reporters that are on the beat and that voted for you, thank you for your uh, for your help and uh, just a little something for the season to show. Oh, that's dope, man. That's dope. I appreciate this. Yeah. So <laughs> and it's funny because you know sometimes you know coming in, I'm like, man, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> But that's so, what it means. That's what it means. Yeah, no, nah, I appreciate this. It's, it's definitely hard. I'm definitely putting this in the man cave. Can you show our cameras? Oh, yeah. So there it is right there. And uh, I love how Josh said, there's times I want to. I come in here and I don't even want to talk to y'all. <laughs> but he still does. And that's exactly what the Craig Long Award is all about. So he won it in 2022. Max Crosby in 21. Darren Waller in 2020 and 2019. Frosty Rucker going back to 2018. He won it. 2017, it was Jalen Richard. 2016, Donald Penn. 2015, Charles Woodson. And 2014, Antonio Smith. Those are all the recipients of the Raiders Craig Long Award winners. And uh, I thought that was really cool what Josh Jacobs had to say when he won that award. Also, Max Crosby won the uh, winner of the Commitment to Excellence Award on Monday. He was announced as that guy, and he is exactly that. You'll hear from Max Crosby coming up in segment number two. He is a Commitment to Excellence. And I'll tell you what, when you hear what he had to say in the Raiders locker room on Monday, you'll understand the kind of dude he is and what he's looking for. And it really, the conversation is about 12 minutes long. It was a pretty lengthy media session in the Raiders locker room on Monday. He really, to me, told me, what he's looking for in teammates, what he has in teammates, and what he doesn't have in teammates. I think he told us a lot without calling out names, saying anything bad about anyone in particular. Let it be known that the Raiders had a lot of work to do in that locker room to be the team that he wants to be and to be able to put out the product on the field that he wants to do. But he did win the Commitment to Excellence Award. Uh, that is presented annually to the Raider who both most uh, exemplifies hard work, leadership, and excellence on and off the field throughout the season. So, of course, he had a monster season, you know, 12 and a half sacks. Uh, he had 87 total tackles as a defensive end. Uh, he had 22 tackles for loss. I mean, the dude was incredible. And on top of that, he was a stud off the field as well. So Max Crosby was the winner of that, and you'll hear from him coming up in segment number two. I really want to play uh, Josh Jacobs' uh, media session that he had in the Raiders locker room in uh, segment number two as well. Just don't know if I have enough time, so I'll definitely make sure I get Max Crosby in off top. Also, 
As far as uh, contracts go, the Raiders, and you'll see this a lot throughout the league, and you also see it with the Raiders. On Monday, they signed 13 guys to a reserve future contracts. And this will be my last little nugget I have for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, news and notes of the day. The guys that they signed, I'll go over real quickly. Isaiah Brown, a cornerback from Florida International. Bryce Cosby, of course, he spent time with the Raiders already. Cornerback from Ball State. Uh, Julian Diaz, the punter, uh, he's from Nevada. Jalen Elliott, a safety, he's from Notre Dame. Cole uh, Fortherham, uh, tied in from Utah. He's been around the organization before. Vitaly Gurman, the guard from Toledo. Sebastian Gutierrez, the tackle from No State. Uh, Chris Lacey, a wide receiver from Oklahoma State. Kanal Maga, the linebacker, and I know I messed up his name. I apologize from USC. Jordan Meredith, obviously he's been around the team a lot. The guard from Western Kentucky. DJ Turner, uh, he was on the active roster at one point. The wide receiver from Pitt. Uh, Austin Walter, running back from Rice, also been around the, the team. And Isaiah Zuber, the wide receiver from Mississippi State. So multiple guys uh, that were already with the organization or been uh, in ties with the organization in 2022. They also signed to uh, reserve future signings. And you're going to get uh, a, a lot of these guys throughout the course of the year. Matter of fact, 12 of the 13 signees finished the season on the Raiders practice squad. So there you go. There's plenty of plenty of familiarity with the Raiders organization with the guys they signed. But throughout the course of the offseason, you're going to see guys signed. You're going to see guys that are released and just kind of trying to make the, the roster do what it does. And that's Dave Ziegler, Champ Kelly, Josh McDaniels. That's their job. They've got to figure it out, figure out exactly what pieces go, what guys are practice squad type guys, what guys are just scout team guys, what guys can help this team improve. And they got a lot of improvement they need to do in 2023. Speaking of improvement, Max Crosby gave us a great idea of what he's thinking about uh, for the offseason, what he's thinking about the team moving forward and what he wants there's a reason why he was the Commitment to Excellence Award winner. He is an absolute dude. He's a guy that you could build around if you're the silver and black, and I know that's exactly what they're going to do. So you'll hear that media session coming up in segment number two after I tell you about a couple great sponsors here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. And the first one is Prize Picks, which is the title sponsor, and it's Daily Fantasy Made Easy. You pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you win up to 10 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus projections available. Uh, prize picks offers projections in any sport you watch, including NFL, NBA, MLB, when that comes back, NHL, PGA, college football. Of course, the national championship game was a disaster if you're TCU. It was outstanding if you're Georgia. Men's college basketball, women's college basketball, they've got every sport you want, no doubt about it, at prize picks. Dot com. Entries could be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. All you got to do, download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. You deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. You deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget, use the promo code Locked On to sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. I also want to tell you about TurboTax. And you know why I want to tell you about TurboTax? Because it's January. What does everybody think about when it comes to January? They think about their taxes, whether it's good or bad. If you got to pay a lot of money or you feel like you're going to get a lot of money back, TurboTax and tax time is for you. Go to TurboTax. Don't do your taxes. Meet with the expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes, right? You don't want to do that. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste, not taxes. Sing, not taxes. Hope, not taxes. Sleeps throughout the night, right? Grab a saddle and ride, not taxes, into the sunset. Bottom line, 
You don't want to do taxes. Nobody wants to do taxes. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish, ensuring your taxes are done right, guaranteed, so you can relax. Feel good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com. Learn about more. Intuit TurboTax. Full service products only. Video meetings. While experts does your taxes are required. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to get into some locker room sound that we had on Monday. And, you know, I never even got to all the sound that we had from Saturday's game, right? All, all the thing you heard on Monday's show was Josh Jacobs and you heard Devontae Adams. There was many more guys to talk to. And then on Monday, got an opportunity for the final time to be in the locker room as well. Was able to talk to a handful of guys, talk to Josh Jacobs, talk to Max Crosby, talk to Nate Hobbs. You know, we did talk to who else? There was someone else that we talked to. <laughs> I don't remember. There's at least there's at least four guys that we talked to in the locker room. Oh, uh, Amir Abdullah. Talked to him as well. The guy who didn't take one back to the house for me like I thought I did. And it's funny, uh, before we get into Max Crosby's sound, talk to Amir Abdullah, right? And I was standing there with Vinny Bonsignor, and he was recording. So I wasn't recording. Normally, I'd record no matter what I do. I was always going to be recording. So I didn't do it because I was standing next to Vinny. I thought, okay, we'll just tag team this, uh, you know, this interview, and, and we'll take his recording. He can send it to me, and we'll be good to go. So Vinny asked a bunch of questions that are good. And then all of a sudden, he wraps up his questions, and I'm jumping in to ask him about the art of the kick return, and Vinny cuts off the re- re- recorder. And it sucks because... That was a great answer. Amir Abdullah gave us a great answer about the art of the kick return. I let him know that I kept saying I thought he was going to break one. And he told me straight up, the art of it is about timing. And he said, the reason why I didn't break one this year is because my timing was off. My blockers did what they were supposed to do. They set me up perfectly. I just didn't hit the hole exactly when I was supposed to. He said, it's such a fine line. And he pointed out the bills when they brought two back to the house on Sunday. He said, there's such a fine line to being able to return it. All you've got to do is make sure you hit the block right when you're supposed to. There's not, you cannot be a second too late, a second too early. It just won't work. I mean, he went into really good detail, and unfortunately, we didn't get the sound on that. So shame on me for that, but it was a really good answer by Amir Abdullah, who is a free agent. Will he come back to the silver and black in 2023? That's a question. I think he has earned a role. I think it would be smart for the Raiders to bring him back. But, of course, that's what Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly have to come up with. And they've got a lot of guys that they've got to kind of decipher through and figure out if they're going to bring back or not. But one guy that you know will be back in 2023 is Mad Max Crosby. He's fantastic. Listening to what he had to say in the Raiders locker room on Monday really kind of let me know where his head was at and let me know what the Raiders need more of in their locker room. Here's that conversation. Max, obviously the record may not have shown it. But you guys were in so many close games this year. How much encouragement does that give you that you you might be closer than maybe the record suggests? Yeah, you know, uh, that's just a part of it. You know, obviously last year we won a ton of close games. So, um, you know, you could look at it any way you want, but 6-11 and 11 is 6-11. and 11, right. You know, it's unacceptable. Um, but I know we're going in the right direction. I don't think we're as far as what everyone thinks. Um, and that's just my opinion. But um, like I said earlier, you know, there's – I think everything needs to get reevaluated um, from, you know, everybody. Um, and, you know, the, the standard is, is the main thing that I feel like, you know, we need to really look at. It's like, you know, we got to go watch the practices, watch the games, see who 
you know, what what is the standard when it comes to playing hard? What is what does that take? You know, and that's and that's every single guy on the team. You know, there's no there's no there shouldn't be no gray area. You know, there should be eleven guys playing relentlessly, no matter what the score is, no matter what you know our situation is. Uh, and that's that's how I carry myself, and that's how I want everybody on this team to carry themselves. And I know we got you know some of those guys here, um, but I know uh, Josh McDaniels and, and Dave are gonna do everything they can to um, bring in as many guys as they can that have that same mindset. So how different do you think the defense might be next year from a personnel um, I, you know, I expect there to be a big turnover. I know that's, you know, it's a, basically every year in the NFL. You know, I've had, you know, I've been in the NFL, was, what, four years now, and I've had three different D coordinators. I've had three different head coaches. I've had <laughs> millions of different teammates. It's just <laughs> a part of it. So, uh, you know, that's just, you know, expected at this point. But, you know, for me, I, I'm, you know, I don't want to lose. You know, that's I, I come here, I work year-round to win um, and put our team in the best position to win. I want a bunch of guys who have that same mindset. If four or five plays make a, a, a game, can switch the game either way, how close really is this team, do you think, to, to on that side of success as opposed to failure? Um, sorry, I got distracted. Can someone lift that up? Dude, just donkey kick me. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, sorry, what was your question? No, I was just wondering if, if, if it's really, say, four or five plays that, that between winning and, and losing a game and so forth in an NFL game, how how close is this team to being a successful franchise? Yeah, you know, that's that's the tough part. You know, there's so many close games. And, uh, you know, that was the thing last year. We won a ton of those games. And this year it didn't go our way. But... Um, I don't think we're as far as everyone, you know, as some of the people think. Uh, at the end of the day, we have to learn how to win um, as a team. We have to be more consistent. Um, there can't be as many lulls in the game. It can't be a great first half and a, a bad second half. It's got to all, all, you know, work together. And uh, I feel like that just starts with the standard. You know, the standard um, is it starts in the offseason, starts in practice, um, running to the ball, the little details. And uh, that's something I feel like, you know, we definitely need to, um, address and, and, and definitely you know improve on uh, just being our best every single day. There can be ups and downs. Um, there could be a little you know you could have a couple bad moments in your day, but you can never have bad days. You know that's that's the way I look at it. So um, we need everybody on the same page and just continue to grow. And uh, I feel like Josh and Dave and all those guys are, are doing a great job and, and we're going in the right direction. Well, you said you're always focusing and locked in on improving as an individual and kind of control what you can control. But yeah. how much faith do you also have in, in the coaching staff and the personnel? Um, you know, I have a ton of faith in them. You know, I feel like they want to do it the right way. I feel like they are doing it the right way. It just takes everybody to do it the right way, you know, if that makes any sense. You know, the NFL is it's not easy to win. Um, you know, I've been on the both sides of it. I've been I was in the playoffs last year and we weren't this year. Um, the the level of detail and the level of, you know, uh, attention to the little things is is literally everything you know and when it comes to a game like you said there's four or five plays that really determine you know uh if you're going to be a six and ten team or six or six and eleven team or a ten and seven team and uh you know every little thing matters and uh, i feel like that's uh something we got to improve on is not taking a single play for granted um, we needed every single guy on the team with that same mindset you know it can't just be a couple guys um playing their hearts out it's got to be every single day it's got to be every single play there's no there's no days off there's no plays off like that if you really watch um you know it really comes down to the little details and that's something i feel like we definitely got to improve on who are some guys in this locker room or in the coaching staff you believe really have helped you make a leap in becoming a better leader and a better player this season um you know there's a ton of people you know obviously i think 
Um, you know, a guy like Chandler Jones, first off, you know, him coming here has been an incredible experience. Um, he's one of the best people I know. So, uh, yeah, him coming to the locker room, uh, Devontae Adams as well. Like, those two guys I know will be life lifelong friends, and I've only known them for eight, nine months. So that just tells you how special those dudes are. Um, and I feel like, you you know, I can go on and on. Josh Jacobs, um, there's, there's a ton. So, um, you know, I feel like we definitely got the right people. Um, we got the main, you know, like main pieces wise, you know, we got a lot of great pieces, but it's got to be a full roster of, of dudes who are dogs and people that love this game. And, I, you know, I feel like we're going in that direction. It's just going to take a little bit more time than what people expected. As Max Crosby cleans out his locker now and wraps it up, what, what, what's kind of next for you now for the next few months? Um, you know, obviously I got to, you know, go back to the drawing board, see uh, the things I did well, see the things I can improve on. Um, but, yeah, this is year-round for me. I do this all year-round. I want to be the best in the league. Uh, I tell, tell you guys that all the time. That's why I work. I don't work to be the fourth best, the second best. I want to be the best, and uh, I, that's going to give us our best opportunity to win. And uh, as a leader, you know, that's something as well. You know, I don't want to be a middle-of-the-road leader. I want to be want guys to, you know, when they talk about me as a guy that's going to do anything they can uh, to help this team win and, and uh push us in the right direction so uh yeah i'm gonna just reevaluate everything and uh continue working like like i work and uh you know take another big step next year new coaches new systems what was your one positive takeaway from this year and what the messages was from them what you took away yeah you know uh first off you know josh has been awesome you know ever since i got here dude's been straightforward with me um we have a great relationship and uh he's just uh he's got a certain way that he wants things done you know just like any other head coach and uh Hard work is like the number one thing, and uh, you know we needed everybody on that same page. And obviously, they come in, you know, in February they got to build a whole roster basically from scratch, and uh, it's not easy. Uh, and so, you know, I give them a ton of credit. You know, just from a work work ethic uh, standpoint, these guys are in the building literally 24/7, and uh, they're doing everything they can to put us in a position to win. And uh, you know, it's it's obviously this season didn't go the way we wanted to, but. Like I said, you know, I feel like we definitely got the right uh, right coaches and we're going in the right direction. We just got to put it all together next year for sure. When Chandler Jones came, he said he wanted to play with you. How, how good of a recruiter are you becoming? <laughs> um, you know, that's something I, you know, I, I want to do as well, you know, help bring in the best guys. Uh, I want guys who are like-minded, guys that are relentless and, and love this game. And, um, you know, with the coaching staff, you know, they're – they know I'm going to be in their ear, you know, especially about certain guys that I want. And, uh, you know, that's not my responsibility, but I'm always, you know, sharing my two cents. And, uh, you know, I just want to win. You know, I want to have guys out there who are dogs and not scared to go be great and go make plays. And, uh, you know, we just got to have, you know, more guys like that. And, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, we, we're off to a good start. We got we have Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams on this team. Dudes are savages and uh we get more guys who are like-minded and uh dogs we're gonna be good max coming into this year i think everybody already knew you could rush the passer but you know you let the lead tackles for loss this year you up there and run stops and tackles with defensive linemen mm -hmm. went into that growth in, in the run game for you over your career but especially breaking out in that aspect this year um i think it's just attention to detail um attention to uh the little things getting better um every single day you know when people ask like what do you want to improve you know this year everyone always says that after the season uh i don't just pinpoint one little thing you know for me it's constant you know from the weight room to getting stronger to you know critiquing my moves to what can I do better against this how can I play this smarter um, I think that all ties in and you know Pat Graham and those guys helped me a lot as well 
Um, but yeah, just doing doing it every single day, you know, coming in here with the right mindset and and working to improve. And uh, I feel like you do that, you know, great things are going to happen. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm a testament of that. You know, Devontae Adams will tell you the same thing. You know, the guy was after his second year in the league, he was, you know, he thought he was about to be cut. And uh, the dude reevaluated everything and he's the best in the league now. So that's the way I look at it. You know, I want like I said, I want guys like that around me guys that want to be great, guys that aren't scared to be great. Um, and it starts with the work ethic, being in here every single day with the right mindset um, and challenging yourself to a different standard because, you know, you can get in the NFL and, you know, you can get paid and do a lot of, you know, do whatever you want to do with your life, to be honest. But at the end of the day, your legacy is the most important thing, and that's the way I look at it. Um, that's the way I know Devontae, I know Josh Jacobs, those guys look at it because I could play 12 years and be done at 33 um, and I have a whole life ahead of me and if I look back and I you know have regrets about the work I put in um, I know I'll, I'll forever you know uh, be mad at myself for that so I'm gonna keep working um, to be the best player I could possibly be and uh, my journey to be the absolute best is you know I feel like just getting started and I, uh, you know I feel like it's just the beginning. Max you talk about legacy um, it's likely that Derek Carr won't be back in this locker room mm -hmm. next year can you just summarize the relationship you built and, and what he means to you? Uh, yeah Derek uh, you know I go on and on about Derek you know me and him are great friends uh, I wish you know wish him nothing but the best uh, you know, obviously, this business is tough sometimes. Uh, like I said, you know, it's it's a, it's a business. Um, at the end of the day, um, you know, there's a lot of you know contract, all that stuff ties into it. So um, you can't take it personally. And uh, you know, he's done a lot of great things for this organization. Um, he's always worked hard. He's always been a guy that um, has been positive and brought great great juice to the locker room. So. Um, you know, I got love for Derek and wishing the best for sure. How much are you looking forward to, to spending time at home with your baby? Uh, definitely these last two days I've been able to just sleep in and relax. And, you know, I've been holding her like a football around the house. She's just been chilling. <laughs> She's been chilling. So, yeah, I think her mom, you know, she <laughs> Rachel gets mad at me. Uh, it, I feel like she's slightly jealous because she cries, you know, how babies are. They cry all the time, but for some reason when I hold her, she's just silent, chilling. So, um, you know, it's just a part of it. Um, but it's been great, man. You know, uh, just being home with Rachel and being home with the baby, um, finally getting some time to just kind of sit back and relax a little bit has been awesome. And uh, I definitely look forward to, you know, continue doing that this offseason. What's your favorite part about Josh's coaching style? Um, you know, I, I like the way... Um, he implements, you know, hard work. Like when it comes to training and things like that, after practice, doing extra, like he's all about that. And that's something I, I truly respect and I appreciate it because the way I train, I don't train to just check a box. You know what I mean? I always, there's, after everything I do, I always have something extra on top of it. So he's like that. And uh, he wants a bunch of guys that have that same mindset. Um, not, you know, Shimon about, all right, you know, we got to do a little extra running today. It's like, all right, let's go. Let's get better. Like, that's that's the thing I love about him. And he's a, obviously he's a great coach. You know, he knows he knows the game of football very well. And, uh, you know, I got a ton of ton of love and respect for him. And, uh, you know, looking forward to, you know, continuing my career with him. With your Texas ties, is it TCU tonight or is it Georgia? Oh, I'm, I'm definitely room for TCU. <laughs> Fort Worth's like 25 minutes from the crib. So yeah. um, I'm definitely room for TCU. My sister, her best friend's a cheerleader for them too. Okay. So, uh yeah, I'm definitely rooting for the Horn Frogs. <laughs> so there it is right there. Max Crosby uh, multiple times talked about Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs and himself and what they bring to the table. And he wants dogs. His words, not mine. He wants guys that aren't afraid to make plays. His words, not mine. Right? I mean, he wants guys that their work ethic is 
Ball, ball, and ball. Again, his words, not mine. He's a guy that wants excellence, and he wants guys around him that want to be excellent as well. There's a fine line, and I say it all the time. It's easy. I don't want to say easy. That's the wrong word. You get to the NFL, nothing's easy. You get to the NFL, you could be good. But do you want to be good, or do you want to be great? From what Max Crosby said in the Raiders locker room on Monday, he wants guys around him that are going to be great. And that is exactly what the Raiders need. They need great guys in the locker room, not good guys. Not guys that, you know, will do what they're supposed to do, the 9 to 5, but guys that will go and do the extra mile. That's why he's who he is, and that's who he wants around him. So I thought that was some really good stuff and told me a whole lot of what I needed to know just by kind of reading between the lines from Max Crosby. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get to any of that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.net. They're your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every pro and amateur league out there. Pro football, college bowl season just got wrapped up with the national championship game on Monday night. Georgia is the champions again. Basketball, uh, any sport that's out there, they've got it covered at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, clearly you do. You can check them out as well at betonline.net. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information on. All you got to do is head to the website today on your laptop or your mobile device to learn about more. Betonline.net, that is where the game starts. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number three of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. Got plenty to get to in this segment, so we'll try to get as much as possible. We'll start off with a text from Raider Pastor. He said, good afternoon, Q. It's Raider Pastor. This morning and on other mornings, you've been pushing for the Raiders to sign Josh Jacobs because he is high character and is the heart and soul of the Raiders, even though the shelf life for running backs is short. I agree. My observation, however, is that Derek Carr has been that and more for nine seasons at a position with longer longevity. Both Carr and Jacobs are the kind of character, talent players that the Raiders need. Bringing in a higher gun like Brady or Garoppolo that couldn't care less about the Raider history is not a good idea. Raider Nation bleeds silver and black. We need to hang on to players that do the same. That's from Raider Pastor. Thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. And the bottom line is, Raider Pastor, it's not my call. It's not my call on Derek Carr. Derek Carr... They didn't, if they were bringing him back in 2023, he wouldn't have been sat down for the final two games. So, in my opinion, I've already moved on. I'm just waiting to see how it all shakes out. It's not that there's anything bad. I have nothing bad to say about Derek Carr. He put it all on the line. He did everything he could for the organization. He stabilized the position. I mean, he made he, he provided hope. That was the one thing that multiple people told me. Q, I felt like he provided hope. And, and, and they're right. Hope is what he brought to the organization. It's not my call. They're clearly moving on from him. Josh McDaniels on, on Monday said that they were going to have a sit-down conversation with them. They were going to figure out whatever they were going to do. Their, their goal is trading him and hoping that they can find a trade partner. The problem is every team in the league knows that he's either going to be released or traded. And so most likely they're going to wait for him to be released and then sign him at a lower, at a lower deal. And the only reason I think that Derek Carr would agree to a trade with a certain team that might be out there is because he wants to deal the contract money that the Raiders have in place already. But I think most teams are probably going to say, I think he's going to get released, so we'll just go ahead and wait, and he'll sign with us when he's done. I want him to bring back Josh Jacobs because, as you mentioned, he's the heart and soul. But I also believe that they're going to bring him back because Josh McDaniels is a huge fan of, of Josh Jacobs. You can hear by the way he talks about Josh Jacobs. He's a big fan. So Derek Carr just... I mean, he, he did some really good things. Again, I don't have a bad thing to say about him, 
You know, they say once a Raider, always a Raider. Once his career is wrapped up, he'll be back to that conversation when it comes to Derek Carr. But I'm sorry, but I think that that ship has sailed. Again, not my call, theirs. But thank you for the text. I do appreciate you. Next up, I got a call from Army Raider. He's calling to talk about the team moving forward and how he's skeptical of what he sees moving forward and also has a question for me. Here he is, Army Raider. Hey, Q, it's your boy, Army Raider. Sitting here reflecting on the season and trying to look forward to next season. And I really want to be hopeful, but I'm, I'm kind of coming up blank on it. I look how it is, and right now, you know, the Broncos roster sucks, thank God but it looks like they're honing in on either Jim Payton or, or Jim Harbaugh, excuse me, or Sean Payton as their head coach. So when I look at the Raiders going into next season, they have no quarterback, the worst defensive roster in the division, and if the Broncos do land Harbaugh or Sean Payton, the worst coach in the division. Um a GM who hasn't proven anything, a head coach who's only proven to fail as long as he doesn't got Tom Brady. I mean, what, what what do we really have going forward? Like, we don't have a coach, we don't have a quarterback, we don't have a defense. We basically got Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and Max Crosby. I know some will say Hunter Renfro, but I think, he benefited from Carr being, you know, checked down a stand. So I don't know. I'd love to hear what you think. We give me some positives. Just please give me some positives. Also, I'd like to know why the media watching practices felt like McDaniel's team was going to be so disciplined. When watching the season, they were one of the most undisciplined teams in the league. Again, it's not on you. It's not an attack on you. I'm just curious. Anyways, let's hope for the best. Army Raider out. Thank you so much for the call, my man. I'll say the team, from my understanding, has not lost faith in the coaching staff. From everyone that I've talked to, anytime I've had an opportunity to talk to them, including Monday in the Raiders locker room, everyone is on board with the coaching staff. Even Nate Hobbs was like, man, uh, Gruden was a, a football you know, genius or guru or whatever the case may be, mastermind. But he said, Josh McDaniels and company, they're just the next level, right? I mean, that's, that's what they were talking about. They're just different dudes, right? Or that might have been Josh Jacobs. So one, one of the two said that. But it was showing respect to Gruden and company, but also saying that Josh McDaniels and company take it to a whole nother level. So, um, you know, I, I'm not too sure exactly, uh, you know, what they're going to do this offseason as far as how they're going to improve this team. Coach McDaniels has a ton to prove, especially, you know, not bringing Derek Carr back. Okay, they're moving on. They're getting their own quarterback. All right, well, it's on you. You know, again, I feel like the the, the gut feeling is that they're going to roll with a veteran like Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo and have a Jarrett Stidham sit behind them. And then at some point, they're going to draft a guy and let them sit behind them and develop. And when they're ready, them take over. But we'll see. As far as what we saw, as far as the media and training camp, that was attention to detail, right? I mean, even I'm sure you saw in the preseason, the Raiders didn't turn the ball over and they were the least penalized team in the league. Right, except for the fact that they didn't have their starters playing, but they had guys like Jarrett Stidham, they had guys like Zamir White, they had guys like Keelan Cole, they had guys that weren't necessarily starters playing outside of Josh Jacobs in the in the preseason, and they were they were very attention to detail. Problem is, once the lights came on bright and it was a regular season and the starters were in there, they weren't that team. That's the problem. 
But their whole emphasis all offseason long, all training camp, all preseason was don't beat yourself, don't shoot yourself in the foot, make the other team beat you. And that's what I was excited about seeing this team uh, this past season. The problem is it just didn't materialize to that. But thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Uh, next up, got a text from Jimmy S. in Houston. He says, Q, here's an idea. I want to see if it makes any sense. Do you think the Raiders could trade Carr to someone like the Giants for a second and third round pick, then flip those two picks plus the number seven overall to the Bears for the number one overall, then have either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud be the pick and still keep all the remaining original draft picks? Go after Tom Brady to bridge a season or two until the young gun is ready to take over. Not sure I'm doing the value calculation correctly, but what do you think? That's Jimmy S. in Houston, and thanks so much for the text, my man. I appreciate you, and no, I don't think that that's going to that's gonna be what's going to work. One, I don't think Derek Carr is going to go anywhere that is in cold weather. I think if Derek Carr agrees to a trade, it'll be somewhere that has a dome like Indianapolis or somewhere where the weather is decent, you know, similar to Vegas and Oakland, like maybe Seattle if they decide to move on from Geno Smith, um, trying to think of other teams that may be available. Uh, the 49ers are out. I think the Colts, the Colts are an opportunity uh, what other team is it? like Washington? I keep hearing people say Washington, but I don't think he wants to go to that dysfunctional organization. The Jets are in cold weather, so I don't see them as a uh, as a viable option. Uh, what other team was I think? There was another team that I was thinking about. Maybe Arizona, depending on what they do with Kyler Murray. Uh, they just signed him to a contract extension, but he's not coming back till you know probably like mid season at best. And now their their head coach has been fired, so there's question marks there. Whoever they bring in, maybe Arizona's a location. I'm not too sure where D.C. is going to go, but I don't think that the Raiders are one trade up to a quarterback away from being where they need to be, if that makes sense. I think that they need to stay at number seven and grab the best defensive player available at seven, the best offensive lineman there available at seven, or trade back and get more draft capital. That's what I think they can do or should do. And if you go after Tom Brady, that's fine. That's not going to cost you any draft capital. So I don't think that they're a team that can afford to give up any any draft picks because they have so many holes to fill and most of them on the defensive side of things. But I can see them also going after a big-time offensive lineman with that first overall pick, number seven overall. So thank you so much for that text, my man. I appreciate you. But as far as the Giants go, Giants, Jets, Washington, I don't see D.C. going to any of those places. I mean, if he might not even get traded at all. He might just hold out and say, yeah, no thanks, just release me, and then go out on his own and see what he can get as far as money and what kind of uh, team he ends up going to. But thank you again for that text. I do appreciate you. Uh, got time for one more call. How about King Raider in L.A.? He's calling to give his thoughts on the season and where he thinks the team needs the most improvement. Here he is, King Raider in L.A. Hey, what's up, Q? This is a boy, King Raider, from out here in L.A., California. Um, quick call. You know, well, not that quick. I want to get my thoughts out on on the whole little situation on the season, end of the season, everything, right? Um, you hit him pretty much on the nail, my brother. <clears throat> we don't fit. Like, my thoughts on the O-line, uh, Dennis Farm, Andre James, and Colton Miller. All right, the most highly pieces there. Right tackle, right guard. Those are, like, the, my major issues on the O-line. Weapons, we have the weapons. They just weren't healthy this season. How many games were they really all there together? Not that many. Um, my major, major problem is that defense. He hit it right on the nail. Besides Mad Max Crosby, I want to say Nate Hobbs and Trey Moore, there's really nobody worth hitting there. Maybe Perryman. That's about it. 
So that they seriously need to do something with, with that. Um, and I want to say that D.C., this defensive coordinator, uh, uh, some of his play calling situations, like what were you thinking? I don't know. So what I've been saying, plain and simple, QB is not the problem. It's DBs, MLBs, OLBs. Basically what I'm saying, we keep car. Because the whole plan of this process is, is a three-year window. And we're going to have all these weapons and this and that. We car every quarterback, and we're going to see what's going to happen. This year, it didn't phase out the way it was supposed to. Weapons was never really on the field the whole time. Can't really put that on this their car. Okay? He always has a little tendency to slump down when he has a new head coach, new offensive player. I say give him at least half a season, at least half. And if he doesn't cut it, send him off in more proper way. So what I'm saying is draft a quarterback because none of the free agents are calling my eye. Tom Brady, uh-uh. Aaron Rodgers, nobody. Jimmy G, uh-uh. Basically anybody you're, you're thinking about, talking about, no. Draft somebody, let them sit behind a car. Let them teach them how to be a leader of men. Let them learn the playbook. Let them watch NFL football from the sideline. And once they're ready, throw them in there, set their car out in a more proper way. That's my thoughts on this whole situation. Y'all already know. It's really nice to life, Thank you so much for the call, my man. Right tackle, right guard. Uh, you know, you might need to kick Colton Miller over to the right side. That's something I've been thinking about. I mean, he's he's been a a staple at the left tackle position, but I think that he really could do good on the right side and kick him over to the right side, draft a young gun to be that left tackle, put Dylan Parham at the center at some point. I think Dylan Parham's a better center. I've been talking about that since before the season started. I thought he was going to be the guy that challenged Andre James. I could see that happening. I mean, I mentioned on Monday's show, they need to revamp the whole offensive line. So if you kick Colton Miller over to the right side, you put a young stud on the left side, put Dylan Parham in the middle, uh, I don't know. I guess Thayer Mumford continues to be a swing tackle. Jermaine Illuminor continues to be a swing tackle. Then maybe you need to go and get two guards, right? And I'm not sure exactly who they are, but uh, they got work to do, right? They, they definitely made, need to make that happen as far as the offensive line goes. And like you said, the defense needs a lot of work. You heard from Max Crosby in segment number two. Uh, he, he wants guys that have the mentality of him. They, he wants guys that want to be great, not guys that want to be good, not guys that just do the nine to five. He wants guys that don't, you know, complain about having to do a little extra work after practice or, you know, guys that go to the facility on their days off like he does. I went to the facility one day last week. I promise you, it was super early in the morning. Nobody was there. The parking lot was empty. And the one cat that was there, oh, it, I know exactly what day it was. It was January 2nd because that was a day that was, uh, and I put in air quotes, a day off you know, a legal day off across the, you know, basically, I guess, across the country. I know my my job was off, but uh, I, I did my I did my show anyway on Radio Nation Radio. It was January 2nd, and the whole parking lot was empty. And the one car that was there, Max Crosby, he was there grinding. He was there uh, rehabbing. He was in there getting treatment. He was in there doing uh, film work. I mean, that's what he does. He's a guy that spends so much time uh, at the facility because he wants to be great. He doesn't want to be good. He wants to be great, and that's what separates guys, the good ones from the great ones. 
The great ones want to be great, and they're going to work hard because they think there's someone else out there working hard or harder than them trying to be great. So that's what I love about Max Crosby, and he's going to try to bring in guys and suggest guys that should be brought into the organization to be great with him to help get things turned around. But they got a lot of, uh, a lot of issues on the defensive side of things. Uh, as far as Carr goes, uh, I mentioned before, that, that ship is sailed, my man. You know, I mean, a lot. it's funny, too, on top of that, a lot of folks – wanted him gone before he was gone. And now that the writing's on the wall that he's out, everyone's trying to find a way to keep him. <laughs> it's pretty funny, man, but I, I, I believe he's gone, and we'll find that out sooner rather than later. Uh, the Super Bowl is, what, the first first week, uh, what, February 10th or February 11th, whatever the case is, right around uh, there in February. I know we'll be in Arizona from, what, February 5th to 10th, so I guess it's the 12th. Uh, that's the official day. We'll find out about Derek Carr sooner rather than later. Uh, before this offseason really gets ramped up. So thank you so much for that call, my man. I do appreciate you. And that's all I got time for on today's show. Coming up tomorrow, we'll get a text from Rat in the 504. Nick in Connecticut with a call on T3 Raider Facts has a text as well. Plus, you know, whatever more we get, uh, we'll have some more news and notes. I have plenty of locker room sound. I've got plenty of sound to get to throughout the course of the week as we continue to talk about the Raiders and this offseason. A very important offseason for not only Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels and Champ Kelly, but for the Raiders as an organization in whole. So until then, Raider Nation, thanks so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the Lockdown Raider podcast free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Thanks to my man Ari at Ari Produces on Twitter. Does a fantastic job each and every day making sure we're up on Twitter and or on, on YouTube, I mean. But uh, you can hit him up on Twitter. But he's doing a, a fantastic job, and I definitely appreciate him. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.